It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's news channel with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Now, here's your host, Casey Hendrickson. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, you're listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. I'm Casey. We've got Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard. We've got a special guest with us, Ted Foster, today. But, Kevin, I wanted to ask you, what are we talking about today? Because I think this is going to be a very important topic to the audience. It sure will be, Casey. Today we're going to talk about Medicare and planning for Medicare. This show is about financial planning. And so the question is, as I look at my financial plan, why do I need to know about Medicare? And the the object of our show is to educate, motivate, and urge people to take action. So hopefully by the end of the show, people will have some sort of a sense for what kind of action they might want to take. And we do think it's important as you look at your financial plan to consider Medicare. Mike, when you think about financial planning. Yeah, it, it, Medicare floats to the top of the list as issues to consider in your overall financial life. We're going to dive into that uh, a lot today through you know through talking with Ted, who is our expert in this subject. As a financial planner, we are mostly generalists, okay? So we know a lot about a a wide variety of financial topics, but Ted is an expert. He specializes just in health insurance, just mostly in, in Medicare and senior products. So as, you know, as we serve our clients with their financial planning needs, anytime Medicare is brought up, we bring in an expert like Ted to, you know, help serve their needs and, and that's oh, as I say that's that's where you know we got Ted Foster in here who um, we need to introduce because he's the expert here on Medicare uh, and so Ted tell us a little bit about you your background what it is you do and, and and why you're the perfect guy to really kind of explain this topic today on wise money thank you Casey I've been in the insurance business for over 30 years now uh, grew up in the area raised here been here my whole life after 30 years I've seen a lot of different changes and and there's things that people need to be aware of and I find that when they come in and they're now they're going to be eligible for Medicare, they don't know anything about that. Yeah. So that's where we step in and help. I think a lot of people kind of focus on insurance throughout their life, right? And then all of a sudden the Medicare, Medicaid thing comes in, and you're right. They seem to be totally lost, and then it changes all the time, like you've said. So tell us a little bit what ba- basic stuff here. What is Medicare? Yep. You know, it's funny the way you introduced that. It's a shame that they made Medicare and Medicaid so interchangeable because they're completely different things. Medicare is a program that people will pay into throughout their working life so that they can use it in their in their retirement years, typically at age 65. It's a health insurance program provided by the government that you paid for over your life. There's four different parts, Medicare Part A, which is your hospital bills, Medicare Part B, which is doctor bills primarily, Part C are your Medicare Advantage plans, and Part D are your drug plans. And so who's eligible for Medicare? Because you, you know, we all see it come out of our check, and you, you talked about it. We pay for it our entire lives, but who exactly is eligible to get it? It's an automatic when you turn 65. You turn 65, you're eligible for Medicare, and you're going to get Medicare Part A. You may or may not get Part B automatically, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but everybody turning 65 is eligible for Medicare if they paid in throughout their working life. And then you have people that are under 65 but are disabled or have uh, end-stage renal disease, and they also are eligible for Medicare. And that's, that's actually a good point. I mean, oftentimes when, when we're talking with folks for financial planning, talking about their health insurance and retirement, it's often overlooked that this picks up, this health insurance picks up if you're disabled. So talking about how it works, 
you know, if, if you're listening and you're not even close to age 65, still pay attention here because it, it could apply to your situation sooner than you think. And as we know, you know things happen uh, in life. So, all right, so you pay for this your entire life. It automatically kicks in at 65. So it seems like this is basically just an automatic thing, Ted. So why should people even consider thinking about Medicare right now? There's a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, as Michael mentioned, if you become disabled, things happen. But, you know, the other thing I talk to a lot of, a lot of people that are taking care of their senior parent situations or their grandparents, and they have to know how this works. So it's a good thing to know about it. When you're planning ahead and when you go on Medicare and you usually work on it three to six months before you're turning 65 or you're going to retire, we need to get it together and go through the, the options because there are several options within this, and that's why you need to know about it. People will come in and tell me, you know, I just don't know. I don't even know what this stuff is. I know it's coming, but I really don't know what it is. And so when should somebody actually consider applying for Medicare? I mean, we talked about, obviously, with a life event that might happen or if you're caring for somebody like a grandparent. But let's say it's your your individual self and you're approaching that age. When should you apply for it? If you are drawing Social Security, you're going to automatically get your red, white, and blue Medicare card with Part A and Part B on it approximately three months before you turn 65. If you are not drawing Social Security, then you will have to apply for Part B. If you do nothing, you would get a card with only Part A on it and not have Part B coverage. Not everyone needs Part B. If you're still working and you're an an employer that has more than 20 employees, you won't need Part B yet. You'll need it when you retire. But everyone else under 20 employees or retiring will need A and B. So is there like a timeline or something that people can follow? It seems like timelines are popular nowadays. I think people are starting to understand and grasp them. So is there like a timeline of when they should be applying for what? I'd say three months before your 65th birthday. And remember, regardless of when your birthday is, the coverage will start on the first of that month with the one exception that if your birthday is on the first of the month, it actually starts one month before your you turn 65. So we've got multiple parts to this, like you, you've mentioned, and automatically, if you do nothing, you go over 65, you said, well, you get part A, you get the little card in the mail, mm-hmm. you get part A, but it doesn't have everything else. So explain each individual part of Medicare, because everybody's going to need something different. So kind of explain each one so people understand each element of it. Well, part A is your hospital coverage, covers all your hospital bills and most of your lab works and tests. Everyone gets that. Used to be you could opt out of that, but you cannot opt out of Part A anymore. There's no cost for that. So everybody that's eligible for Medicare automatically gets Part A. Part B is optional, and it has a cost to it. So the the person has to pay the base price is $104.90 a month. But if you have higher income, it can go as much as $335.70 this year. So if your income is higher, you'll be paying more for your Part B. So you need A and B in most situations. Mm-hmm. And then you'll you'll have to decide, am I going to stay with Medicare, traditional Medicare, and am I going to look at a Medicare supplement and then a drug plan? Or am I going to opt out of Medicare and take a Medicare Advantage plan, which is Part C, still sponsored by the government, but underwritten and your health care coverage is provided by an insurance company? Okay. So what's some of the plannings that kind of go into the, the cost of this? You know, Because you have your average cost of what most people usually pay and uh, you've got the supplemental bit on there, and I think when people hear that word, they're like, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, they kind of go dead. So what, like, how do you plan some of the implications of this, the cost and everything else? It's important that you sit down with a, an insurance professional. Come see us, and we'll help you. But let me just put it in simple terms. You can usually figure if you're an, a person that's going to pay the 104.90. So your income is kind of average and not going to be real high in retirement. 
then you you can count on it costing in the neighborhood of two fifty a month for the whole for your whole insurance plan. Probably the best insurance you've ever had. You're going to have no deductible. You're going to have no office visit copays. Things are going to all be paid for, with very few exceptions. And that's what most people do. And you can think in terms of two hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred four ninety for Medicare, maybe a hundred and thirty for a drug or for a Medicare supplement, mm-hmm. and about twenty or thirty dollars for a, a drug plan. Okay. So, so Ted, you you explained a little bit of this in Part A, but Part B, what what does that cover specifically? Part B covers your your doctor bills. So that's your your all your doctor bills, tests. Some some of the tests are covered in there that weren't covered in A, but mostly it's your doctor bills. So, so why why would you need a supplement then? All of these areas of Medicare have high deductibles or a deductible, and then maybe 80-20 coverage, and you're on the hook for the rest of it. So you need something that pays the additional charges, or you put yourself at risk to, to have tens of thousand dollars of medical bills. So you basically you got A's hospital, that's your facility stuff, B's your doctor, uh, then you have, you have D, I mean, kind of explain D. You know, they should have called it alphabet soup. Part D. We're missing one here. Yeah, C. We're going to do C. Part D is your drug plans. All your drug plans fall under Medicare Part D. D and, for drugs. Yeah, well, sure. There you go. And, they and were very clever with that They were thinking one. Yeah. that time. And then that, you can go out, and again, that's underwritten by individual uh, insurance companies. Uh, there's like 25 of those available. It varies a little bit each year but about 25 different plan, drug plans available in this county. There's 25 yes. options for Part D? Yes. How? Yeah. <laughs> so how does someone go about distinguishing is, between But this? this is why people are so confused when they yeah. come to see Ted about this. Yeah, yeah, that's really what happens. It, you know, people come in and, and they, I insist that when we set the appointments, make sure you bring your entire drug list. We'll go onto the government's website. We'll key in all their prescriptions, and it will help us choose the best possible plan for them. Okay, so we've got some more to cover here with Medicare because we have not gone through everything that's a part of Medicare yet. But uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick time out. We're going to come back with Ted. He's going to explain the the rest of that magical C comes back, by the way. That does exist. It's just out of order. So we'll get to that. We'll talk a little bit more about supplements. And and I know that this is obviously going to raise a lot more questions, I think, with a lot of members of the audience. And some of them are probably their head is starting to swell up a little bit, Kevin, about to blow up. That's why we have the expert in here. That's why Ted is here to go ahead and kind of Let's do the basics and explain it, and then you'll have enough to at least go in and ask basic questions when you need to actually talk with a financial planner. So we'll do that. Again, we got uh, we got Kevin Corhorn, we've got Mike Bernard, we've got Ted Foster, special guest talking about Medicare today. You're listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Got more coming up next right here on 95.3 MNC. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Welcome back. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, and we have been talking with our Medicare expert, Ted Foster. And, and I want everybody to understand, we're only here for an hour today, and this is obviously a very big topic. So if you have any questions about Medicare, make sure you go to wisemoneyradio.com because they'll have a, a whole thing on the website for you to ask them questions. You can submit questions about a whole host of financial issues that we will address on the air. We'll actually pick questions from from uh, from week to week and and discuss those things. We know that there's going to be a lot of people that are still confused about Medicare, so this is a this is a big topic. Uh, we we left off Kevin with Part D, which is you know the prescription drug program, and we still got a couple of places to go. So kind of kind of lead in with what Ted wants to talk about next here. 
Yeah, so next we want to go to Medicare Part C, which is the Medicare Advantage Plan. And uh, this is an exciting time to be doing this show because it's the 50th birthday of Medicare. Mm-hmm. And there have been a lot of changes. And so if you knew how Medicare worked 10 years ago, you probably don't know how it works today. And so this is why we're trying to educate folks. It's probably and, different from 12 to 18 months ago, isn't it? Absolutely. It, it, certainly in who's paying what to get it. All right. So, Ted, we're, uh, I think we're at what, Part C? Yeah, uh, Medicare Advantage plans, Part okay. C. So we've talked about A, we've talked about B, we've talked about D. Now we're going to come back to and talk about C. C are the Medicare Advantage plans. And what, it, what happens on those is you actually opt out of Medicare. You would still pay your 10490 or whatever you paid for Part B. You have to do that, and that goes to an insurance company along with a small premium. So you would have a charge that you would pay for your Part C coverage, and you would have a plan that looks somewhat similar to your group health plan has for years. You'd have, all, you have office visit co-pays, you may have deductibles, you may have a co-pay for emergency room visits. And so there are various co-pays, a little out-of-pocket costs, and it includes, almost all of those include your prescription drugs as part of the plan. So it's all rolled into one, plan C, and the cost is considerably lower. Well, let's, you know, we said 250 before is a ballpark for a Medicare A and B, mm-hmm. a supplement and a drug plan. We're looking at, at more like $190. For, so you save $60, $70 a month. Go with a C. If you don't get sick very often, you pay an office visit copay and you come out ahead. So it's a matter of managing the risk, choosing the plan that best suits your situation. Now, it seems like if C is you know the more affordable plan, it's pretty consistent to what you've had your entire life. I mean, why would somebody not go with Medicare Part C then? What are some of the reasons that they might opt to go with A and B and then the, the D plan? Most people don't enjoy managing claims. They've been in a hospital, they've been sick, now you come home, you're in recovery, and you get a one-inch thick stack of bills. And if you have a Medicare with a Medicare supplement, typically you don't, you just don't even have to worry about those. Everything or almost everything is paid. If you have a Medicare Advantage, you're gonna have to manage those bills. You're gonna have to look and say, oh, I owe this guy $20, I owe that facility 30, 100, 200, 1200, whatever the money is, you're gonna have to do management. And while that's not a, a terrible process, it's one of those, the situation is you're retired, you want to do other things with your life. If you have a lot of big medical bills, you probably have been sick and you may still be in a re- rehab situation and to manage those bills is difficult. Yeah, you know, so, but I can't take the planner hat off when I'm listening to you, Ted, you know, going with A, B, D, and a supplement sounds more like putting your health care on a budget because you know pretty predictably what the cost is going to be each month. And as you're planning ahead with cash flow for retirement, you're saying there's not a lot of out-of-pocket after that, as opposed to C, where it helps you with your cash flow every month. It's a little bit less, but when you actually need care, there could be bigger bills waiting for you. So this has huge, we're going to talk about some of the planning implications of this in mm-hmm. just a moment. This is huge long-term planning uh, issues there. Yeah, it's a good point. And it's, it's all part of the uh, figuring this out. We kind of covered this a little bit too. We, we had, you know, the first show last mm-hmm. week where we were talking about how people tend to pick the cheapest policy possible. And then when they, they have a tragedy or they have a hospital stay or something, all of a sudden they're like, dang it, why did I do that? <laughs> Maybe they're filing bankruptcy now. And, and one of the things that we had mentioned was when you're approaching that retirement age, it's more likely that you are going to be disabled 
and have to deal with something of that nature. And those costs are, are something you can't ignore anymore like you could maybe when, when you were younger. All right, so why is... Why is Medicare important to the overall financial planning? And I know that, that Mike kind of went into that here a little bit, but, but Kevin, I, I mean, obviously this is, this is big for your health and managing your money and stuff, but this has got to be a part of the whole package. Absolutely. And so when you look at your financial plan and when you look at formal financial planning, there are six areas of financial planning. The first area is your present financial position, then protection planning, then tax planning, investment planning, retirement planning, and estate planning. And the issue of Medicare ties in directly to five of the six areas of your financial plan and your financial life. And so one of the roles of a financial planner is to link the seemingly unrelated areas of your financial life and make sure that there's congruency and things are working together. And so when you look at protection planning, Mike, how would you see uh, protection planning being affected by Medicare? Yeah, that's the most obvious one. I mean, protection planning, you're looking at your financial risks, how you manage those risks, and health insurance, Medicare, falls squarely within that area. So, th- so that one's fairly obvious. You're looking at, you know, what, what are, what's my current health condition? What are my, you know, health needs from prescriptions to seeing doctors? How often do I have treatment? What are my prescriptions that I need? And you're sitting down with someone like Ted or an expert in this field where you're looking at, well, what kind of coverage do I need to help with my specific unique needs? And so I think it's, I think it's fairly obvious how Medicare fits squarely into the protection planning area. Yeah, and one of the reasons why we want to educate ourselves on these things is because, although it's obvious that Medicare fits squarely in protection planning, another thing that you might want to think about is how do I manage my medical expenses that my medical insurance doesn't cover? So when I think about medical expenses that my medical insurance, and if if the case is it's Medicare, that Medicare doesn't cover, I'm thinking along the lines of long-term care insurance. So Ted, there's a there's there's some common misconceptions about what Medicare does and doesn't cover as it relates to if if I've got a Medicare plan A, B, D, uh, and a supplement, and I go into a nursing home, I'm covered. Is that is that accurate? Well, it can be uh, for a period of time. the the the, the rule is because this is exciting stuff to, to quote the rules. But if you've been <laughs> in a hospital for three days and you go into the nursing home within 30 days, then you have the potential for 100 days of coverage. Now, Medicare pays the first 20 days in full, and then they have a shortage of about 150 a day for the last 80. Most supplements cover that. Keep in mind that when you get to the nursing home for recovery, if you do not show improvement, if you're if they're doing rehab and you're not rehabbing, Medicare stops paying immediately. That fast? Immediately. I've wow. seen, I saw him cut a... One of my clients off in one day. One day. He couldn't I mean, do the, he could not lift the weights. He needed to lift to do rehab. He was 94 years old. Right. And, and he just couldn't do it. And so I was shocked. It was one day. And they said, yep, no more. That's, that's where a lot of those horror stories that we hear, hear about start coming out with, with things like that. All right. So um, is, is there anything you guys wanted to add on the tail end of this? Because we're getting close on the clock on the tail end of this uh, before we move into some of the questions and things like that that have been submitted. Yeah, another area of financial planning that this really ties into is retirement planning because projecting how much you're going to need to spend on medical care costs in retirement is a big deal. And recent studies suggest that an average couple will need $220,000 in today's dollars 
and that is increasing at 6%. So that's a, that's a fidelity study that they put out, and they said, hey, as you're doing your financial plan, plan for this expense, and for a couple over their lifetime, it's about $220,000. So rising healthcare costs are forcing people to make educated decisions now more than ever, and that underscores the need to be working with a financial planner and begin planning for your retirement. I think a lot of a lot of people took paying for their medical expenses and things like that for granted for a very long time. And obviously, there's, you have the young crowd, we're bulletproof, that sort of thing. Um, but I think because it has become such a major issue nationally over the past several years, and now everybody is kind of thrust into this system and, and we're all trying to learn and things like that with some of the changes with it, I think everybody's starting to realize, oh, I've got a budget for this now, too, as opposed to just being provided by the employer and that sort of thing, which I think a lot of us took for granted for a very long period of time. So we've got um, we've got some questions and things like that coming up here uh, that, that Ted is going to help answer for us. And of course, uh, if you go to the website, wisemoneyradio.com, they have a question submission form up there. So if you have a financial planning question, it doesn't have to be about Medicare uh, but it can be about anything that has to do with financial planning. If you have any of those questions, you can submit it there on the website, and we will address those questions on the program from week to week as we do the show. Uh, but you can go to wisemoneyradio.com right now, submit those questions. we got more coming up. You're listening to Wise Radio with Quorum Financial. we got more coming up right here on 95.3 MNC. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Welcome back. Once again, you're listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. And again, we've got Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, special guest today, Ted Foster, who's a Medicare expert. And if you have any questions about your financial planning, go to wisemoneyradio.com. Submit your questions there, and we'll address them on future shows. And so, Kevin, we, we kind of left off here with talking about Medicare with retirement planning, but there's obviously a ton more we got to get to. Absolutely. And when you think about retirement planning, the idea is that healthcare costs should be factored into your retirement timing decisions. So when you decide to retire matters. So there was an old idea that you would pile up a bunch of money, defer satisfaction as, as long as possible, and then retire as soon as you possibly could. And there's a new idea that's come about really since the 2008 and 2009, and people are looking at what kind of certainty do they have in their retirement plan and the retirement plan projections. And the the new idea has more with deferring retirement, not deferring enjoyment, but deferring retirement till as long as possible and doing some lifestyle engineering so I can enjoy more of life today. And that allows you to possibly work longer. The longer you go uh, before you retire, the better advantage you are to take care of some of the social programs and the structure that's in place. So that's really how we, we would look at Medicare planning in the scope of retirement planning. But there's a, there's a huge impact when you think about tax planning. Yeah. When, so when you're thinking about the areas of your financial life that Medicare touches, it's fairly obvious it touches protection planning. It's even obvious nowadays because of rising health care costs and everything else, that it impacts your retirement plan, but most people don't know how much it impacts your tax plan, and that is huge. So, so danger zone here. We're going to talk about Medicare and taxes, two of the driest <laughs> topics on the planet. So tune in. So you know, stay stay with us. We'll try and try and keep it animated. But so, how does it impact your tax situation? First, Ted mentioned it with with Part B. That cost that you pay each month for Part B is directly tied to your tax return. 
Okay, so you, the cost you pay for Medicare Part B depends on the amount of income that you have. So if you have, think about this, if you have a lot of money saved up in pre-tax accounts and then you retire and start pulling a lot of money out of those accounts, all of a sudden you're going to show a lot of money on your tax return and pay more for your health insurance. A quick example, my folks, they've got a little cottage up in Michigan. They realize at the beginning of this year that the, the, the tiered deck out in front of the cottage has some foundational issues. And so they were going to sell the place and whatever, but they decided we're just going to replace the deck and it was going to be thousands of dollars. All right. And so they called me and they said, Hey Mike, we're going to need X amount of money. And I said, guys, hold the, you know, stop, stop right there. We're not going to pull all that money out of your IRA. If you need X amount, you're going to have to pull extra out for taxes, but that's going to mean you're going to pay more for your health insurance. So instead let's, get a home equity line and pay a little bit on that each year, but take out a smaller amount out of your retirement account to keep that, keep your income lower so you're not paying more for your health insurance. So that's one direct implication. There are a lot of others. Uh, and for some young people listening right now, should you be saving up in a Roth IRA and avoiding tax on that money in the future so it doesn't show up on your tax return in retirement? Should you be maximum funding an HSA? We'll probably spend an entire show talking about HSAs. They're they're more and more common these days with rising healthcare costs. But should you be saving more and more money into an HSA and Roth IRAs so that it keeps your tax picture nice and clean in retirement so it doesn't increase your costs for healthcare and Medicare? Yeah, Mike, you're convincing me that my tax planner needs to be working with my financial planner and needs to have a direct connection to my insurance agent. And it really needs to be a collaborative effort in order for me to get the the best benefit. And I think when you think about planning and tax planning, how does this relate? There are a few areas. One is, as you said, Mike, there's the Roth IRA. A lot of folks now have access to a Roth 401k. Yep. And then the HSA. And so these are things that you want to have an awareness of. And to the extent that it's possible, start utilizing early so that when by the time you get there, you're prepared. Makes sense. I know that's going to be that's that HSA thing. When that comes up, that's going to be a huge, huge topic for us. So, Ted, you've obviously been in the industry uh, quite a long time here. Um, What changes over the years do you think have been had the biggest effect on seniors? The two biggest changes were the Medicare Advantage Plan, Part C, and the Medicare Drug Cart Plan, Part D. You know, until then, it was kind of, okay, here's your, you're turning 65, here's your Medicare A and B, and you buy a supplement, and you're out of luck on drugs. You just pay for all those by yourself. And when they inst- and when they brought in the drug plan, while there still is room for improvement on that plan, clearly, it was a tremendous step forward to offering pre- prescription coverage for seniors. Now, what's, when, when you have... Everything is happening with the Affordable Care Act, which it seems like there's still a bunch of it that's up in the air. And, you know, there's battles with with politicians and everything about it. But how has that directly changed Medicare? Because it doesn't seem like that long ago. Part C came out and they had this whole advertising blitz trying to explain what people are. Come in, we'll explain it to you. And everybody was leaving the building going, I'm still like way confused, (laughs) and which is why we're still doing shows like this today. Uh, But then you have a huge sweeping medical law that comes in the Affordable Care Act and changes things even more. So how did it actually affect Medicare? Most of the Affordable Care Act changes in regards to Medicare are behind the scenes. And most of our people, you don't ever see it. You don't, you probably don't even know what's going on. There are things, uh, there are things that are different. You know, they added a lot of uh, 
bureaucracy and, and requirements to the doctor's office, which has made it very difficult for a one or two doctor office to stay open. Uh, my doctor retired, but he probably wouldn't have retired, but the requirements helped him make mm-hmm. that decision. The prescription drug, in the prescription drug area, I do want to talk about this before I get too far away from that, that particular subject. Okay. Almost everyone has heard of the term donut hole. Yes. And I got to close that donut hole. <laughs> got to close that donut hole. You know, and I think there's a law in the books that says it gets closed by 2020. It hasn't closed at all in the last six years. But we have plans and hopes that it will close by 2020. But to explain the donut hole is, is you couldn't make it more complicated if you really put a lot of effort into trying. You know, so you've got enough a copay typically until $2,850 out of pocket. Then you pay 47.5% and the insurance company pays 52.5% until $5,900 out of pocket. And then it's 95.5%. So it's as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know everybody understood that. Yeah. yeah. So if you have questions about the donut hole, wisemoneyradio.com. Um, so what, what kind of changes do you expect to happen with Medicare here in the near future? And I know that you've probably heard the political rumblings and what people want to do. And now we've got a presidential election coming up and that sort of thing that might affect everything. So what changes do you expect to come with Medicare in the near future? I expect not very many. Hmm. I, the 10490 has been there for a while. That'll probably change one of these times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the fallout of attempting to cut back Medicare or do away with Medicare, I, I don't see that. I really don't see that happening. That's really not... I mean, if you're a politician, it, it's hard to run on a campaign when you say something like that because it scares everybody. Yeah, we're going to take away something you paid for. Right, exactly. All right, so once again, you're listening to Wise Money with Corhorn Financial. We've got Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, special guest, Medicare expert Ted Foster is joining us today. Uh, we come back, we're going to go over a bunch more of this. So trust me, there's there's a lot to cover when it comes to Medicare, and I'm sure we won't get to all of it today. That's why you go to wisemoneyradio.com. You can ask specific questions, and we'll uh, end up having segments devoted to those questions here on future shows. we got more coming up. You're listening to Wise Money right here on Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Welcome back. Once again, you're listening to Wise Money Radio here with uh, Corhorn Financial Group. And again, Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, special guest, Medicare expert, Ted Foster is joining us today. Uh, this is the second episode of Wise Money, Kevin, and you guys chose to tackle a pretty big topic. And I've seen a lot of uh, financial shows come on. They don't really get to like Medicare and Medicaid, things like that, until down the line. Why did you choose to go after this in your second episode? Well, we're trying to educate, motivate, and urge people to take action. And there's there are some dates that are coming up here that are pretty important. There's the, the open enrollment period for Medicare goes from October 15th through December 7th. And open enrollment is very important. So let's say I'm, I'm like 65 or my parents are 65 and I'm looking out for them because I know that that's something they probably wouldn't do. How do I sign up for Medicare, Ted? Okay, so let's, let's back up and say that you're almost 65. You're 64 and a half. All right. And so, so what's going to happen in the next six months is you're going to get a, you're going to be everybody's best friend. <laughs> you're going to get mail every day offering you fantastic options for Medicare plans. Whatever kind they are, you're going to get a lot of it. I've had people literally save their mail they've 
received in those six months prior to turning 65 and mm-hmm. brought it in, and it is a pile of mail about a foot tall. So you're going to see a lot of stuff. But what you need to worry about is the stuff that actually comes from the Social Security Administration. That's what you're looking for. You want to make sure that when your red, white, and blue card comes, which is your Medicare card, everybody gets one, when that comes, that doesn't go out in the trash with the other foot of mail. So you want to watch for that. Three months before 65 is about the time that should show up if you are already drawing Social Security. If you're not drawing Social Security, you're going to have to go down and sign up for Medicare Part B. You can go online and sign up. Um, I talked to some folks yesterday. They had made a phone call to Social Security office here in South Bend, and they made an appointment, went in for their appointment, waited less than five minutes, met with a nice gentleman that helped them and walked them through the whole thing, and they were signed up and out the door in about 20 minutes. Said it was just a pleasant experience. So that's that was encouraging. Is that to a hear. promise, Ted? I mean, that is, is not a promise. For everyone should sounds just, like a guarantee. That, that, <laughs> that, is a guarantee. <laughs> that is the experience that these folks had, and it was just last week. So. They're, apparently they're doing a good job down there. But so, do call ahead for an appointment. Don't just hope to walk in okay. and wait. Now, that giant foot-tall pile of mail, I mean, you mentioned trash. Should people toss that stuff in the trash if it's not from the Social Security Administration, or is there valuable information and, and things like that in there? In there somewhere will be a book that comes from uh, Social Security Administration that says choosing a Medicare plan, and you'll, wanna, you'll want that. Okay. You'll want to keep that. Uh, if not, I'll, I will... I or whatever profession you meet with will give you one when you meet. Uh, but they help you to make decisions. They let they outline all the options. And if you can't sleep at night, they're really good to put you to sleep. So they're good to have. <laughs> uh, careful with throwing away because some of this, here's, here's the challenge. Uh, a lot of the stuff that comes looks like it's from the Social Security or the Medicare mm-hmm. Society. I mean, it looks like it's an official piece of paper. So it's kind of hard. So a lot of people bring them in. I sort through them and we, go, we say, yeah, this is, keep this, don't keep that. We do a lot of that. You'll want to make sure if you're not drawing Social Security, though, get signed up because you'll have to pay. You'll have to pay quarterly for your for your uh, 104.90 or whatever your premium is. So you got to make sure to get in there and get that Part B ordered and make sure that you are paying for that. And what's the penalty if I don't start Part B on time? Yeah, that's a great, great question. You have a long time to start. You can start like seven months in advance and three months after but you don't have to take Part B. If you do not take Part B, then there's only, we mentioned open enrollment is October 15th to December 7th. However, Part B enrollment is a completely different time frame altogether. You sign up by January and you get coverage in June of the following year or that year. But, yeah, they wanted to make it easy on yeah. everybody. Well, that's, yeah. So you, wanna, you don't want to miss this, uh, this open time. When you're turning 65, you want to make sure you, you do this. You pay attention to this. Yeah, you know, that's one other thing. I, we kicked off the show talking about how financial planners are generalists. I mean, really, we use Ted for this issue because you truly need an expert. We were talking before the show with Ted about, okay, so, you know, going over some of these questions. And when someone needs education on this, when someone needs help, where do they go to? Well, they turn on the show or they tune into the website and ask their question. But who should they turn to? It, not just a normal insurance agent, right, Ted? Yeah. Uh, when we talked about this before and they asked that question, you, you, it's not your car insurance guy. You want somebody that specializes in Medicare. You want somebody that really knows the plans. And and here's a clue. If they go, oh, the only thing to have is a Medicare supplement, probably not in the right office. Or if they say the only thing to have is a Medicare Advantage plan, probably not in the right office. You need somebody that has the full product line so that you get the product that fits your particular need. 
So what's the decision process like in, in making the decision between going with Medicare, Medicare B, and then a supplement or Medicare Advantage? Like how, how does that process play out? It's a conversation that we have that says, what's your risk tolerance? Do you want to save a few dollars? Do you want to not have any headaches? Do you want to not worry about this stuff? Or do you, do you are you fine with that? You know, you're, you're married and one of the other of you is going to, uh, is going to handle this. Is that okay? And if that's, if you don't mind managing claims, then the Medicare C is a low cost, good, good option, but it's really a conversation to, to determine the best option for them. What if you pick one and then decide later, Hey, I'd like to switch. Yeah. Uh, how easy is it to switch up your plan? It's, it's fairly easy. Uh, first of all, let's talk about part D, the drug plan. You can switch that every year during the open enrollment. It'll change on January 1st. And I highly recommend that you review your drug list with your professional every open enrollment period. A few things change. Rates change. The, your drug list might change. The insurance company's formulary might change. So you need to review those every year so that you don't, because every year I have somebody call me in February that says, I just tried to fill my prescription and it does, I can't fill it anymore. So you don't want that to happen. You want to know in advance. So come in during open enrollment, meet with your professional, and, and make sure you've got the right plan going into the new year. It's the same with the Medicare Advantage plan. You can change plans during January 1st every year. Not a complicated thing to do. Pretty easy. If you want to go from a Medicare supplement, opt out of Medicare. Again, fairly easy. You do it during an open enrollment, drop out of Medicare, go to a Medicare Advantage plan with a drug card, you're set for the next 12 months at least. It gets a little bit more complicated if you are going from Medicare Advantage plan and want to go back into Medicare. That step is easy, but then you want a supplement to go with that. You may have to prove that you're in good health and insurable. Is there like a limit on how often or how many times you can change that? It only change during open enrollment. Only open enrollment. Okay. Um, so during open enrollment, you said I should review my drug list. What else should I review during open enrollment? You should read, well, most of the people that we talk to, we review the cost of their plan because rates do go up. Uh, we review whether this plan is still meeting their needs correctly or if we need a different plan, a different option. Uh, we review that once in a while we'll find that maybe the doctor they started the year with, because if you go with a Medicare Advantage plan, you have to really make sure your doctors are going to take the plan. And so maybe their doctor opted out during the year and we have to find a plan that they have the doctor that's still in. Yeah, that's obviously a big concern for a lot of people is yeah. keeping their doctor. Yeah. So if I like my doctor, I can keep my doctor? <laughs> Gee, I've heard <laughs> that, that before. That somewhere. sounds familiar. <laughs> Generally speaking, yes. But on a Medicare Advantage plan, we want to check that in advance. Make sure that your doctor is on the approved list and they will take your plan. Now, what are some of the, the options for the supplementals that are out there? Well, remember I said earlier, this should have been called al alphabet soup. Yeah. The Medicare some of the options. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Medicare supplements are from the letter A through the letter N. Because, you know, A, B, and C, and D wasn't enough letters. We needed more. Right. So, so you can choose a supplement from A through N, and they all have different uh, benefit levels. Here's the thing with that. The one good piece of legislation is if you choose a plan F or a plan C, it doesn't matter coverage-wise what company you buy it from. The coverage will be identical. The price will be different or can be different. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, it's, your coverage is going to be the same, but depending on who the insurance company is and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, how, is, how, how do they pay for it? Do you just got to write a check like normal? Is it come out of your Social Security check? How does that work? The Medicare supplements you write, you pay for one way or the other annually, pay, check o however. 
Uh, you have several options with the Medicare Advantage and with the uh, drug plans through either just pay it yourself, write a, write a check every month, or have it held out of your Social Security. Now, obviously, Medicare is a very complicated topic, which is why we spent an hour on it today, and I'm sure it's going to come up multiple questions, but is there like one thing that seems to be the most difficult for people that they can prepare themselves for if they're listening to the program today? we got to make sure that we look for that red, white, and blue card about three, two to three months before your birthday and see what it says. Does it have Part A and Part B on it? That's, that causes more trouble probably than anything. Okay. Yeah, let me, let me break it down a, a little bit differently. If you're okay. if you're listening and you're younger and 65 is maybe a long way off, uh, then you're it's time to start planning on your taxes and so on. If you're close to 65, schedule a meeting with your insurance professional. Sounds good. Well, again, Ted, thank you so much for joining us, man. It's a lot of great information. We do appreciate it. Uh, Kevin, anything you guys wanted to add before we get out of here? Nope. Just direct your questions to wisemoneyradio.com. And we will answer those questions uh, in a future show. And again, we will do a, like a whole segment devoted to questions. So we'll actually we'll come in. We'll have obviously normal content for, for financial planning and that sort of thing. But we'll also have your questions that you have submitted, and we'll be able to go over all of those. And we're going to devote some, uh, some specific time for that. So for Kevin Corhorn and Mike Bernard from Corhorn Financial Group, and of course, uh, Ted Foster, our Medicare expert, thank you so much for joining us today, man. We do appreciate it. Once again, the website is wisemoneyradio.com. You can get more information about Quorum Financial and, of course, submit your questions there. I want to thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to Wise Money right here on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Securities are offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Financial advisors offer advisory services through KFG Wealth Management, LLC, doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC, Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Insurance Agency, and KFG Tax and Business Services are separate entities from Securities America, Inc. Tax services provided by KFG Tax and Business Services and insurance services provided by KFG Insurance Agency. Listen again next week to Wise Money on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel.